Hi everyone. Welcome to Belgaria and Beyond. That's not right. <laughs> it's okay. You just, just changed it. So I did. <laughs> Holy crap. Radio, here we go. <laughs> I didn't even notice until you said something. I wasn't, I wasn't reading along, so I was just like, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome to season two, episode 14 of Belgariad and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. This season, we're reading book two, Queen of Sorcery. And today we're diving into chapter 13. My name is Sondra Turnbull and I am from the Goddess Kindled Universe. I'm here with my podcasting partner, Alicia Seymour. Hi, Alicia. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we just have to be very loving and kind to Alicia today. She's having one of those angry kind of days. So we yeah. just have to send her virtual hugs and kisses. That would be lovely. Thank you. Please do that. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I'm not even going to muck about. We're going to go straight into Bogara's cup and you are going to give me what's in your potion, please. Okay. I I put a I couldn't I put a bitter tasting tea, but I couldn't think of a tea that was actually bitter in the moment. So then I put maybe chicory root because to me chicory root is really bitter and not good. I do not like the taste of it at all. Um, because this whole week has kind of just been an emotional challenge for me. Um, I think last week I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. I mentioned I had discovered Eckhart Tolle. Yep, you did. Um, his book, The Power of Now. And it's almost like after having that knowledge, like life kind of just threw stuff at me as like a test to be like, all right, are you going to do it? Or are you going to go back to your old ways, right? Yeah. So through the weekend, I stayed in my, in my present zone, uh, even though my oldest daughter was having a really rough weekend emotionally wise. I'm not sure what was going on, but she was like defiant. She didn't listen. She was kind of rude. Um, but I did, I stayed present. And I didn't let it get to me. Uh, maybe a few brief moments where I lost it for a second, but then I become quickly aware and say like, wait, I do my breath. And then, and I come back and then I just go talk to her from that place instead. Mm -hmm. um, but then coming into Monday morning, <laughs> things were feeling pretty good that morning. Um, until we had the time change this weekend. So we fall back an hour, which means the girls, they already wake up pretty, at least Alexis, my oldest, wakes up really early as it is. Um, but this this Monday morning, Natalie woke up and she was, my throat hurts, my throat hurts. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm thinking she's going to stay home. And in that instant, she started just throwing up everywhere. And I'm like, oh, oh and that's, that's green. Oh. Uh, we'd had broccoli the night before, and I thought maybe it was the broccoli because I had felt a little uneasy too after eating the broccoli. But I think we all were fighting off some kind of a stomach bug because yeah. for the last two days, my stomach was a little bit off. So dealing with that, two sick kids for two days, they're supposed to be in school. Instead, they were here again. I did still do some of my, my writing into my next novel, but it's still just like, I'm someone who needs the space to be alone, mm -hmm. to, to feel energized. Mm -hmm. And when I have that, never have it. So it was four days of never having it. Um, I started feeling the pressure. And so and today, yeah, I just feel emotionally drained. Thing. It's hard when the kids are sick because they do need yeah. your attention like 24 seven. Yeah, I mean, they're actually pretty good. They kind of just watched TV all day. Yeah. 
uh, and I would just do a check-in, but it's still just having the other energy in the house. And then I can hear the TV. And then of course I have to go make sure they're okay. And there's always just the underlying factor of like, you know, are they going to be okay? Are they, is there going to be another incident? Yeah. Run to the the bathroom. (laughs) Where are the towels? Yeah. Yeah. But Natalie got over it pretty quick. She's pretty good about that. Okay. Sickness doesn't last long in her body. Okay, good. Well, that's, so that's a crappy nice. old week, babe. Yeah. And I was doing really good until last night and now this morning. So now that today I'm just... Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to do anything except good. recenter myself. Good. That's and of important. Course, yeah. And of course, uh, record with you guys. So. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how about question, you? Well, my question is green tea with lemon. It has an unexpected tang in the final slurp of the bottom of the potion cup. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, 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 fine. And then I'm not fine. Um, uh, my plans have kind of gone out the window uh, this week and I'm not writing mm. every day. And yeah. it's the first time I've done NaNoWriMo and so I have to write like 1,600, nearly 1,700 words a day mm-hmm. like to meet the challenge by the end, to get the 50,000 words by the end of November. And right. um, we have someone staying with us and so we're going, we're sort of, we did a day trip today and Sunday I was out at a, a gig. I, was play, I played my first gig in the band. Yay. It went really well. Um, it was so fun. much fun. It was so much fun. Um, you know, and then we went out today to like to a national park and wandered around some wetlands, which are really beautiful. And, and so although I'll have some great photos to put in the show notes of the gig and the wetlands, I am not getting my writing done. And um, well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I, I, I told you before I tried nano twice and I didn't yeah. do it. It seemed that as soon as I made the commitment to do nano, <laughs> life would happen and I just wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. And I was less productive in my writing than if I had just stuck to my regular writing plan. Well, in, interestingly enough, I'm writing really well. Like the story mm-hmm. is going really well. The characters are like revealing themselves to me in unexpected ways. And because I'd done all the prep, the writing yeah. of it is an absolute pleasure, and the fact that I'm, I'm, it feels like I'm writing into a different space with Nano, like it's a freer kind of looser. I can just get the words on the page, mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. Like they're coming really fast. When I sit down and do a writing session, I can knock out like five, six, seven hundred words, um, like in a in a twenty in twenty minutes, half an hour. Yeah. So I, it is possible that I could catch up, but. I think I wrote the number down. I have to like write 8,000 odd words tomorrow to get back up to the level of like meeting the 50,000. Yeah. And I actually wonder like the whole point of me doing this is to find out if I am capable of writing a book in a month, the draft of mm-hmm. a book in a month. So right. that is still like, I still want to know how much I can do in a month. And the fact that, there's someone else here, you know, we're doing more sort of going out stuff. Like on Friday, we've got another like whole day out. I won't be here for the whole day. So if I want to mm-hmm. get my writing done, I'll have to do it at night when I come home. And after a whole day out, I don't know if I'll want to, but you know, maybe that's the point, like to do it even if I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. That is part of it. Sometimes I think that's, that's the whole thing. And, um, Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art. I've got that on my shelf. I haven't read it yet. It's a good one. Like, don't even read it. Just flip open a page on a day during nano. And just read that page and apply okay. it to what you're feeling about the resistance to sit down and write. Okay. Because um, it will have something for you. When I'm editing the show tomorrow to put it out, I'll listen. I'll hear that and I'll get it off my shelf and put it on my desk right here. So, yeah. It's staring at me in the face. That's a good idea. Yeah, because he's really good at kind of getting you out of that resistance mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, but like I'm having a great week. I've had lots of fun stuff, just yeah, not the planned stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's really hard when you have company too. I mean, that's a big task to take on Nano when you have company at your house. Well, you know, I oh. like to sabotage myself as much as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. I never, I stopped trying because it's not, it's November mm. and it's Thanksgiving. And then the week, the girls have a whole week off from school. Okay. So I'm like, it's not going to happen. It's just yeah. not. I've okay. accepted it. <laughs> I've accepted it. <laughs> okay. Maybe when they're grown and out of the house, I'll try Nano. <laughs> <laughs> There'll still be Thanksgiving, sweetheart. Right, but they they won't be here for a whole week as little children. True, true, <laughs> true, true, true. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Garion's view. Can you summarize a chapter for us, please? Chapter thirteen. So they pass through the forest. Is it Vordu? Mm-hmm. Um, and they arrive at another town. And it's here in this, they're just kind of passing through. And as they're passing, they witness a lot of crazy stuff uh, that we find out is all politics related. Um, and some uh, man is murdered in the street. And then in all this chaos with the soldiers arriving to kind of like put their say in, um, they see that Brill is also there again. Um, so... Uh, Silk goes off to follow him, kind of figure out what he's doing, why he's there, and the rest go to uh, where they're going to stay or rest. Mm -hmm. And um, then when he comes back and gives the news, they all decide that they need to quickly leave and put distance between themselves and Brill. So they do. But then while they're sleeping at night out in the forest, out in the open, they are ambushed by some soldiers who say they're with this Count Dravor. And... They need to take him, take them to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the chapter. Yeah. So it's like the pretty quickly, they just pass through the forest. We don't get much of that, except that Mr. Wolf seems to be really antsy in there, like more agitated. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So you kind of, uh, um, um, I can't quite remember why he is um getting agitated but um they're into they're they're in Tolnidra now so we're into the second half of the book and going into a new land so a new country so they're heading into Tolnidra yeah I mean he makes a comment of like that he says they're planning something I wish they'd get on with it so you get like a little bit of insight like but there is something specific bothering him but like for me they are I wonder who day that he's referring to i i can't work out and i know the story Hmm. i kind of thought maybe it was like the murgos or oh okay yeah yeah something related to ashrak or something like that well i guess they're kind of like they are yeah 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 Yeah, i I can't i can't so if anyone has any like insight about that let us know i can't quite work that out and as they're riding along, like it takes them three days to pass through the forest of Vordu after they leave that previous town. And, you know, when they were there, that's when Gary had the, inc- the, the incidents with the monk, the crazy monk and the magic through him or from him or whatever. But, yeah. of course, he wants to know more about that. But Aunt Paul seems to be kind of uh, almost like deliberately avoiding him. He comes to the conclusion that she's avoiding him because he can't find an opportunity to talk to her. And then when he does get a chance, she's really vague and like doesn't give him any answers really. Yeah. And so that's already my prediction from last week, falsified or incorrect, I should say, because she doesn't. I had guessed that she Ah, would give him more information, but... Why do you think she's being vague? I think that she's still being protective of him, that she thinks if he knows too much, it might put him in more danger. Okay. Maybe. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's, that's a reasonable assumption. Okay, so they keep going and they're in the, they get into this town. And there's a couple of descriptors of, um, Tonnedrans, you know, uh, the, the, the people in the stalls, like, like they go get into the town. It's very, 
the, the farms are neat, the ground is well turned waiting for seeds. So Dernick is approving of all of the neatness and orderliness <laughs> of everything. And yeah. the reason I'm mentioning this is because it all feels like it's surface stuff. Mm. Like it all looks really neat and tidy, but then they get yeah. into the town, into the square where all the market stallholders are, and they're kind of desperate for them to come and buy from they don't want the customers to get away. And Dernick makes the um, comment, they sound almost desperate and Silk just says, oh, well, they hate to see a customer get away. They're greedy. And so that's just a little bit under the surface. And then they're still in the square and there's mm -hmm. this disturbance that comes out. And so I'll let you talk about how about this a little bit. But for me, it feels like the Tolnidran world is great on the surface and everything looks like it should. Yeah. But then you get into it a little bit, into the politics, into the personalities, into the people, and it gets really murky really quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. And the difference is the contrast between where they were just previously in Arendia, is it? Mm -hmm. And that, that it was just so kind of like vast and dry and empty and unwelcoming the people at least at the one spot that they stopped at seems like really genuine mm -hmm. and welcoming people true so there was lots of crude like crude villages with the serfs and stuff but there was nothing hidden there all, all the all the horrible was right there to see yeah that's true so there wasn't anything hidden see i think that is um, mm -hmm. um, a more innocent state of existence than yeah. something that looks polished and tidy on the outside. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Anyway, that's just a little. Yeah. It's interesting how you can play the environment with the characters like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So that's my little. To show the contrast. Aside. I love those kind well, of contrasts. Yeah, I know. That's so good. But like we, we get into this, where there's instantly this conflict or disturbance that this two soldiers approaching this man named Lembor. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what he did, um, but they... Oh, okay. What do you, what, what's confusing out of this? I, I might have not, I might just have read over what he actually did, that the soldiers are approaching him. But somebody comments about that he, sh he should have known better he's become so important now he should have known better than to come out without his guards or his protection or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you want me so to i don't do you want me to yeah, go ahead okay so Explain. in the last in the last chapter do you remember there was a comment somewhere i'm pretty sure in the text it says you know oh when the customs officer was talking to silk he's saying it's gotten so bad they're killing people in the street yeah okay so this is an example of that so Lembo. Mm -hmm is someone in politics he sees someone are going up for election or whatever the <laughs> process is here right and so um he's gotten too big for his boots and just thinks he can go out anywhere and he's too important to be killed and so the soldiers that come up they're described as um being unshaved and slob, unshaven and slovenly, mm. which is a, it marks them as different from the um, imperial legions. They're like hired soldiers, and so these mm. soldiers that approach Lembor are hired, obviously, as part as um, by a, by one of his competitors. So they're their their protection for one of his competitors and they just take okay. him away like there was a yeah. heap there's, there's a sort of a heap of them and they drag him into an alleyway and they just kill him they just kill him yeah and yeah. then and then as soon as they've <laughs> and like they come out and they're wiping their swords and right. I like, uh, yes yeah, i like the image i like the image too of like the blood trickling out from oh, the alley too. down the side <laughs> Like the wow, way, that is Game of Thrones. That yeah, is Game of Thrones. The way I, the way it's described <laughs> is so brutal. There's like a brief scuffle, mm -hmm. a kind of a grunt, and then 
a rivulet of bright red blood flows out of the alleyway. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely got a Game of Thrones vision in that scene. I'm like, okay, so he does have a little bit of that in him, <laughs> this author. Well, yeah, absolutely. And just so a one, touch. Just a touch. Just a touch. <laughs> and so while they're dragging him away, he's sort of shouting for help. And Garion's horrified. Yeah. And he says, you know, we've got to help. And um, Silk's like, no, we've got to mind our own business. Mm-hmm. Like, just no, this is none of our business. And this is, we're, we're not here to get involved in politics. And yeah. Gary, it feels like Garion's really maturing uh, now because he says politics, that was deliberate murder. Like he's really, I don't know, he feels older in this scene. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't really think about it, but he doesn't seem to have such a, like, he's still, like, really shocked by it, but it doesn't seem to bother him at a deep level like some of the other stuff did previously. Okay. Even though this is more extreme than what he witnessed before, too. But he's He's still kind of, like... He's sort of outraged. Yeah. He's still able to accept silk and be like okay and he doesn't yeah. really argue no 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 and um he sort of his comeback is shouldn't we at least see if he's still alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i do like what barrack says you know well it's not too likely six men <laughs> with swords can usually do a pretty thorough job <laughs> yeah um, yeah ouch. and then the, the, the other another group of soldiers come in and you know, try to pick a fight, and um, then the the legional the uh, the the imperial legion legionnaires come in and clear everyone away, and they're just like really matter of fact, and it's explained by uh, Wolf, um, like they're not on one side or the other; they're just neutral in all political mm. affairs, and they just keep the order, so they just cleared everyone away. Okay, that makes more sense now. Okay. Uh, Politics is not my area of expertise, nor do I have any interest in learning about it. Okay. So reading it, even in reading it in a fantasy story, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll just skim this part. Okay, Um, so was there any other questions you had about that? No. Okay. But it's in this moment that they notice Brill is standing at the other side of the square, right? Yeah, so they all slip off their horses and sort of put the horses between them and Brill as yeah. they walk past. Uh, Silk goes off to uh, check mm-hmm. things out and see if he can find some things out. And they all go to the, the inn and then Silk meets them, says he'll meet them there later. Yeah, and then I liked the moment as they're walking by and Garion just has to look down the alleyway where that yeah. man was. Yeah, yeah. And that description was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. What the alley looked like. It said, a green, a green mantled heap lay in a grimy corner and there was blood splashed thickly on the walls and the filthy cobblestones in the alley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah, so you could almost feel him. He couldn't help it. He had to look. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably be the same in that situation. Yeah, me I'd too. probably have to. Probably. <laughs> if I witnessed it all go down, then I'd have to just see the end results for myself. Yeah, 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 true. So they go into the inn. It's lovely. It's all very neat and tidy. And they go into the um, common room. And I don't know what it is about the food that's described in like fantasy <laughs> stories, but I always like, oh, that sounds really good. You know like, what? What? Like, okay, you know, you know, you've read the Harry Potter books and how the food's described in those books. Yes. Yeah. all it's all really fantastic, kind of like this. But when you go to the Wizarding World and they they have two different eating spots, but the three broomsticks uh they they serve you butterbeer there plus some um something else oh uh ciders ciders yeah and me and my cousin went and like he got the butterbeer I got a cider and we each ordered a meal and it's really like catered to the Harry Potter 
world. And it was the best meal I'd ever eaten in my life to what this day. It? Like I, all I ordered was like a chicken thing with corn and something else. Cause I was already on my, like no dairy, no gluten though. I was still able to do a little gluten then. Yeah. And, uh, and just drinking, eating that with this, this cider that was just so perfect. Like I, it was cold Yeah. and it was a hot day. We were both starving. We sit down and it's just like, this is what food and fantasy <laughs> stories must taste like. <laughs> like we were both just nerding out about it. And oh, I so, love that. What does the butterbeer taste like? I just had one sip of his. It's too much sugar for me, but um, it's it's good. It's like a, what is that candy, the butter? Oh, like a creaming soda oh, or something. Kind of. Um, like a little bit of a caramel taste to it. Yep. It's really, really sweet though. Like super okay. sweet. Okay, cool. It's really good. So yeah, like this, this is like, a real life example of when you're reading these fantasy stories like oh that just sounds so good like oh, that's awesome it probably is <laughs> i i know why i'm focused on the food because i'm a total kitchen witch yeah like you look at my instagram feed and it's just food porn <laughs> like food porn with a bit of crochet and some you know like uh-huh. other magical shit thrown in but there's like predominantly photos of my food because I do a lot of cooking because I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. Yep. And at the moment, we've got a vegan friend staying with us, so it's all vegan cooking that I'm experimenting with. That's fun. And, yeah, it's just just a total food porn (laughs) site, like on my Instagram feed. (laughs) I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to have a look, guys. (laughs) Yeah, it always looks so good. I'm like, man, I wish I lived there sometimes and I could just eat because I'm not a cook. So <gasps> I had to ask you, like, I know we're totally diverting from the chat, from the chapter. <laughs> Sorry, darlings. Just a minute. It's okay. I made uh, soft tortillas uh-huh. for dinner, like homemade, like gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan tortillas, uh, taco yeah. size and white bean chili and like a really beautiful corn and avocado salsa. Uh-huh. And like they didn't fall apart, they didn't crumble, they are beautiful. And Sounds I just had good. to let you know because you're from San Diego and apparently there's some really, really good Mexican food in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, that's like my go-to um when I really don't want to cook because there's a really great taco shop just right mm-hmm. here. And it's just it's I'm not vegan. I'll eat chicken sometimes. Yep. So it's a chicken with avocado and onion that's all it is that's it but the flavor the way they flavor the chicken and avocado (laughs) is so fresh and the guacamole it's actually guacamole but Mm. um yeah and when i could when i could eat like the burritos and oh my god i lived at the taco shop well i just had to tell you about that because i knew that you would appreciate it yeah that sounds good so so here in the tavern they're getting mm-hmm. served smoke a platter of smoking cutlets and heavy slabs of brown bread soaked in butter. And I just read stuff like that and I go, oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I was interested in this this moment right after that where um, Yeah, go on. Mr. Wolf seems like distracted a little bit, like he wants to go someplace. Like in there so it's a Worcester Wolf says oh, oh okay did you not understand that no oh okay so when they get into the inn uh-huh. um Paul says we might as well eat mm-hmm. and she sits down at the table in the common room and then Mr Wolf's just like oh oh but and he's looking at the door that leads to the tap room which is like mm. the pub like the bar yeah yeah. And and she's like, yes, I know, but I think we should eat first. Okay. So he wants to go and just drink some beers at the, at mm-hmm. the, at, in the pub. And she's like, no, no, have it. We just have something to eat and then you can right. you know, go do what you want. Yeah. That's okay. what that is. That's all it is. <laughs> He's distracted by the beer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Makes sense. I would be too on the road like that. Oh, absolutely. Like, holy crap. Uh, and so then, this is sorry, one of, go on, talk about this next bit. My, what do you think of it? Yeah, it was one of my favorite moments because uh, it talks about they finish eating and then this shabby looking little man in a linen shirt sits at the table with them. And I, my initial instinct was that it's silk. It's oh, silk. really? Yeah. And the way, but just the way he's like, wine, like I want wine and food. And then um, Mandarellen is the one who's like, there's other tables for you to sit at. Why are you sitting here? Mm-hmm. You know, and he keeps up his role a little bit longer. Oh, um, he looks at each of them. He makes uh-huh. the point of looking at all of them. <laughs> yeah. And then he just like somehow relaxes the muscles in his face and he looks like himself again. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I've, I've, I think the first time I read it, I went to the mirror and tried to rearrange my features to see if I could like, because <laughs> it sounded like a bunch of bullshit to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It almost feels like there has to be some magic involved in that. Like maybe he's, he had a. Um, he's got a double jointed face maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe there's some special potion you can drink. I don't know. No, I think he's just a very, very clever at his spy craft. Yeah. Well, he says, because they ask him how he do that, and, and he says concentration. <laughs> yeah. He's like massaging his cheeks back into <laughs> place. That's funny. Makes his jaws ache. <laughs> so anyway, Brill is just stirring up trouble when he's telling everyone that a Mergo named Asherak is offering a reward for any information about them. And as well is telling everyone that Garion is Asherak's son and they've stolen him. And he's offering a, and Asherak is offering a huge reward for his return. Um, and the reason that the, the Mr. Wolf and Aunt Paul say the reason they're doing this is because it would delay their whole group because if Garion was captured, then Mr. Wolf would be forced to go and find Garion. And I like how at the end, he's like, and probably the rest of us too, but yeah. definitely me. I would definitely go after and, you. And, and he knows like, he knows that Polgar would stop. And so then, you know. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of that explanation? I, I believed it. <laughs> it seemed reasonable okay. to me. Okay. Cool. And so Hetai wants to know who is Asherak, just who is he? And Wolf says he's a Grollum because his operations are a little bit too, you know, sophisticated and widespread to be an ordinary Mergo. And Dernick wants to know how you tell the difference between a Mergo and a Grollum. And, well, Wolf says you can't because they look, they look pretty much the same. They are two separate tribes. So here again we get into the different tribes of the Mergos. So... One episode very soon, maybe, probably not tomorrow because <laughs> I've got to write 8,000 fucking words into my novel and produce a podcast. So I probably yeah. won't have time to create a chart <laughs> of the Mergo tribes for y'all, but that I will do that at some point. Um, um, or any fan out there who would like to create a chart, you just go right ahead, you sweet darlings. um he said but you can't tell them apart really uh paul Paul says well she's never had any trouble never had any trouble selling them apart because their minds are quite different Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah to me that made sense because she and i'm surprised mr wolf can't do the same because he has similar abilities yeah that's interesting people's heads that's interesting isn't it yeah. Yeah. But then Barrick's response, as I guess it's typical of uh, somebody who's just more yeah. logically focused, but he's like, well, that, we'll just slice their heads open then so you can show us the difference in their brains. And it's like, well, that's. Yes. Sarcasm not what level. She meant. Sarcasm yeah. level, excellent, Barrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so they finish off. And they, and this is the start of something that uh, repeats through the entire series. 
silk finding a back way out of a place. Mm. So, yeah. so this is the first time it happens, and I promise, if you ever reread the series or become like me, a fan who rereads it every few years. When, like, the first time this shows up, like, here, I'm like, oh, yep. It's <laughs> like a really affectionate little feeling that I feel. Yeah. Because Silk's awesome. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, but they leave. Yeah. They, uh, they just get out and start on the road and put distance between themselves and Brills. Can move as quickly as they can, but once it starts getting dark, they find a place to camp out. Yep. And then they're woken up all with knives to their necks yeah so garen's got a sword to his throat and there's people with torches and so some more rough looking soldiers so not legionnaires just hired soldiers and they take him to, they are taking him to count dravor or dravor who we don't know and silk stays in character and kind of gets a bit uppity and like, yep, radio. Well, let's go. So there's some mistake. There's some sort of mistake. And you say, radio. Well, let's just just come on, just take us, and we won't fight about this. We'll just get it cleared up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Silk was very smooth in that. Well, I mean, he always is, but that one especially <laughs> seemed like smooth as silk. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just had to say that. I guess that's why he named himself. I, I don't know. So. Was he born? No, was no. he born with that name, or did you'll he name find, himself? You'll find. You'll find out eventually. Okay. It would make sense though. He named himself Silk because he's so smooth in all of those uh, it situations. Indeed. It would indeed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then Gary and sort of the, has the last little word to Aunt Paul because he's, you know, frightened. I suppose wants to get close to her and says can't you do anything and soldier just says shut up and Garion's got a sword to his chest so he does yeah and that's the end of the chapter yep nice cliffhanger (laughs) yes dun 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 okay so the magic of the chapter. What yeah. did you choose? Okay, so my magic is Paul being able to tell Mergos from Grolems by the qualities of their minds. Because we all know mm. how much I like that stretching out of her mind thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, it is interesting. We say, why isn't it as easy for Mr. Wolf? Like, I wonder that this just that because i was just reading on this um is actually in one of eckhart tolle's books because of course now i'm reading all of his books of course he are. was talking about um the, the women versus the men and their ability to reconnect with the source or consciousness or whatever you want to call it the universe that women tend to do it much more easily and much more quickly because of they're not as up in their head as men are. It's more about like the pain body for women. Mm-hmm. But because it's easier for them to get out of their head, they can more easily connect. So I, I wonder, I don't know if it goes that deep here, but the difference just between the him being a man and her being a woman, that she has a little bit more strength in her ability to do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. than he would. Well, I love that. I love where you're where your um, comparisons are are coming from and where you're going to. And that is, I mean, I love that about our show where we pull in lots of different books and things we're reading and experiencing and studying and, and finding the comparisons and seeing where they all cross over. And, um, Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. And I don't know if we'll ever find out why that is. Yes. If you pay attention, it might be like a little Easter egg, but I can recall somewhere along the line. Okay. I'll just keep my eyes open then. Maybe not that specifically, (laughs) but the differences in... Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, so what's your Um, magic? I chose Silk's ability to disguise himself and change his face. (laughs) Yeah. 
I'm always drawn to Silk's little gimmicks, I guess. You it's actually, funny. it's interesting. A lot of the magic that you choose is Silk and silk. the things that he does. I know. And his stuff isn't like the magic as far as like. It's not sorcery, but. Yeah. It's just that he's super skilled at what he yes. does. And that's totally valid. That is totally yeah. valid. Mm-hmm. I cooked tacos it- tonight and it was totally magical. That was magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, personal insight. My personal insight. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. So, you know, when they jump down off their horses and they hide behind the horses from Brill yeah. in the square. So, my personal <laughs> real life relating was a time when I hid from someone that I didn't want to see. We were both in the same cafe and I spotted them. And so I sat the menu on the table, like in between us and slouched down. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and, and even went so far as to like read, like I had a, a book. And so I held the book in a way that kind of blocked me off from view. I just yeah. really didn't want to, I just didn't want to see this person. Didn't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I was having a nice time all by my big self and I just wanted to stay that way. <laughs> yeah. I've I've done that too. It's like and it's it could be someone from way back when we used to be like maybe we we're best friends as kids and all of a sudden I haven't seen them in ten years and I'm just like ah, I'm not into nah, that conversation I don't, I don't today. Wanna, no, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was yours? Um, I chose when they're when Gary wakes up and the sword's held to his throat and he's kind of like, oh, this isn't this isn't a good way to wake up, you know. Um, <laughs> I experience I don't so much anymore because I purposely wake up early mm. so that I am the first one awake. Mm-hmm. But when um, they were babies, my daughters were babies, uh, and they were still they were starting to walk on their own and stuff. Yeah, and sleep was so sporadic. You get it when you can. So yes, I would sleep you do. Later. I would sleep in sometimes and it was always the worst for me to have one of them come in and wake me up because they're just ready to go. Yep. Hey, what are we going to do? Let's, uh, will you come play with me? Let's go watch a TV show. And I'm just like, oh man, Uh, I didn't even get to take a shower yet. Have my coffee. I was comparing your your child to a knot, to a sword at your throat. is brilliant. <laughs> well, sometimes it feels like that just yeah. because you are kind of like trapped then because yep. your child needs you. She's only a year old and it's like, well, I don't have a choice in this matter. No. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, of course you love them, but sometimes oh, like, man, darling. I just I really want to take w- my I, shower <laughs> in I peace. Really, I really wish I was there to give you, I would give you such a hug. You would be so <laughs> hugged right now. Yeah, hug would be good right now. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was just good to be able to laugh about that. Okay. And those times are over now, so okay. grateful. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so we're up to prophecy speaks. Yay. Last week, I was, my question was, I was thinking about offering healing retreats mm-hmm. in the future, like one-on-one kind of have someone come here and stay and be part of our household for like a month. And um, I asked, what do I need to know about that? And the answer I got last week was it would be fine as long as I remembered not to do anything extra to make it normal, my normal, follow all of our own rules, not to have, not create, you know, programs, just it is what it is mm-hmm. and it's magical because it is what it is mm-hmm. and I didn't need to do anything about it. So after a week of having someone in the space and like having that be a kind of a reality. Yeah. 
my question this week is if I were to go ahead with the idea at some point, what would my life and my marriage look like? Mm-hmm. Like what would be the consequences of going right. ahead with that? That's my question. Yeah. It definitely uh, would shift. It yes. Would shift. So I just want a little window into that. Little window. Okay. And the book I'm using is Finn McCool, The Legendary Hero of Old Ireland by mm. Morgan Llewellyn. Nice. Cormac's lips twitched. I took gifts from one king and gave them to the next. Although none knew this, I kept hardly anything for myself. I bought them, if you like, these allies of mine, and I paid a high price for them in cattle and gold and servants. The Brehon pulled his lower lip and looked disapproving. I would not, he said ponderously, trust any man who could be bought. Cormac threw back his head and laughed, and I would not trust any man who claimed he could not be bought. You know the law, I know men. They succumbed to your bribery then? Not all of them, but for those who at first resisted, I had Finn and the Fianna. They gave in soon enough. Finn's men grinned and elbowed one another. As Fianidi, they were not allowed seats in the king's presence, but as the companions of Finn McCool, they would not be kept out of any place they wished to go. They stood shoulder to shoulder around the walls of the hall, a circle of strength. Okay. Are you thinking that expression because it was so direct or because you're confused by it? <laughs> no, I think that was pretty direct. <laughs> okay. And, and, and I know that it's a podcast and you don't get to see my expression unless you're a patron. I don't think I could have raised one eyebrow much higher without losing it into my hairline. <laughs> so I would have to give too much, change too much to make it congenial here I would have to bribe people so to speak cater to them and that's not the idea I had that's not the point but people would expect it to a certain degree even a small degree and I'm not willing to do that and it would be crowded like I could feel this sense of like I saw all the men around the walls shoulder to shoulder. I'm like, oh my God, there's no space left for us. I don't like it. I yeah. don't like it. What do you get? Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, and I can see that your space, just like me, is super important. And so um, I was picking up on that to let somebody come and stay at your house, maybe not make it a month, maybe mm-hmm. a week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. But before anybody would be allowed, you have to have like a screening process or an application yes. process Yeah, that would eliminate the people who are going to expect to be catered to. Ah, yes. So yes. it would be you, you're very upfront about that. This is not a, a retreat, like a, what would you call them? Not a retreat. Not a B&B. A, this is not a B&B. Right. So you get very straightforward what they will get. Like you're going to have the meals for them and stuff, but it's not going to be you going out of your daily ways. It's going to yeah. be, you I'm showing you my daily ways so that you yes. can incorporate it as your ways that work for you. Yeah. So that Thank could be an you. option, like if okay. it's still kind of yeah, well, kind of like leave you, you know. Yeah, I think that's just a you. space that I'm in. So it's good that you have uh, like a different perspective from the same text because that is yeah. true too. I, th- I think a month is probably a little long. That it would probably put a strain. Yeah. 
on the home, but I think a week or two could be doable and not only, and then have huge spaces in between, you yeah. know? Yep. Yep. So have somebody and then wait two months and then do it again. So you yeah. only offer maybe four people in a year. That would be, you know? that was the idea anyway. Three or One four. every quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. One every quarter. Yeah. So just something you can add into your thoughts. <laughs> so maybe just, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. That's more to think about. I could be asking that question again. Yeah. Well, I like how you kind of piled it on to the one you asked last week. That's cool. Well, I like Just kind of go deeper into the same one. I've done a few tarot challenges where um, you build on like it's a like goes for a month or sometimes the two that I've really enjoyed go for a month and it's really kind of layered self-inquiry that builds on the on what you're learning and you ask another question that takes you deeper into mm, the okay. same kind of line of questioning but just a slightly different aspect that's a good idea i'm going to do that i'm going to do that this afternoon cuz i was just thinking about doing that on something um, yeah so and it's, it's, it's the thing I really like is it's one a day, one question a day. So it gives you time to contemplate the answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So mine, uh, my, mine last week was about my books. Like the, I want to turn my books into movies at some yes. point. And obviously in a week's time, I mean, not really anything has <laughs> happened. <laughs> so there's not really anything to update there, but um, I'm actually kind of changing mine around because uh, at the month of October, I was focused on only writing the, my first nonfiction book. So I had stopped the podcast. I announced that I would be for the month of October. I'd be back in November. This is um, Alicia is talking about her personal podcast, her story guide oh. podcast. Just yeah, so everyone sorry. knows. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was supposed to do an interview yesterday and it didn't happen because my girls were home sick. Mm. I kind of feel like I put off the person by having to reschedule. And I don't know if she'll come back or not. Mm. But um, even as I was getting ready for that recording, and I know I have to record a regular episode, it's not going to happen this week now. Um, but I'm starting to now wonder if it's something I should really even do anymore. Because mainly the main reasons are I don't get any interaction at all. So I don't know if anybody's even listening. When I go in and check my stats, I think it's like five listeners. So it's kind of like, is it something that I should be spending two hours on every week? Or should I just focus purely on my books? Because that's my happy place. Mm -hmm. okay. So just some guidance, like what what to do with the podcast. I don't know. And I'm using the gifts of imperfection it's by Brene Brown. Seems like a fitting book for this topic. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> joy is as thorny and sharp as any of the dark emotions to love someone fiercely, to believe in something with your whole heart, to celebrate a fleeting moment in time, a fully engage oh, to fully engage in life doesn't wait to fully engage in a life that doesn't come with guarantees these are risks that involve vulnerability and often pain when we lose our tolerance for discomfort we lose joy in fact addiction research shows us that an intensely positive experience is as likely to cause a relapse as an intensely painful experience we can't make a list of all of the bad emotions and say, I'm going to numb these and then make a list of all the positive emotions and say, I'm going to fully engage in these. You can imagine the vicious cycle this creates. I don't experience much joy, so I have no reservoir to draw from when hard things happen. They feel even more painful, so I numb. I numb so I don't experience joy and so on. Okay. That's oh, interesting that joy is the focus of this. It was interesting, I thought. Because <laughs> my thing is, 
as I'm as I started reading this, I instantly thought like the thought popped in. Does my recording my podcast bring me joy? Uh huh. That was my question. That was <laughs> that was my voice in your head. Oh, okay, you sent it to me. I did. <laughs> um, and my initial feeling was not really because I don't get any interaction. Nobody's engaging with it. That's why I started it because I wanted engagement. It's been two years and it's still kind of like just me talking to the air. So yeah, my, my, my question was, does it bring you joy? And then you kind of answered that in the next instant that I thought it by saying writing is your happy place. Hmm. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think I also, I started the podcast because I felt it was a way to do outreach for people to discover me as a writer. But I've come to realize that I don't have to have those modes for people to find out about me. No, but um, you don't. And my last holdup is just that I was doing the chapter by chapter read through of my book, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm only like halfway through it. I haven't finished. So I feel like I'd be kind of a fake if I just stopped halfway through. Would you be a fake or would you be being true to yourself? (laughs) I, well, I mean, I'd be being true to myself. I guess fake isn't the word. It's more of like not in integrity with what I said, maybe. What did you say? Well, when I started it, I I basically, you know, I'm going to read chapter by chapter through this book is what I said on the podcast. And then I'm just going to stop halfway through. Does it serve a purpose, the reading of it professionally? Well, I was doing it because then I was For you, like for you. Well, it was. It was when I was writing book two because it it helped me realize so much how I'd grown as a writer and also to remind me of the story so that I could incorporate what I needed. But now with book three, I feel like I have a really good grasp on mm-hmm. the world that I don't need to rehash it anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. It's time to maybe just put it aside and maybe I can come back to it. It doesn't have to be the end forever, but. No, but the end for now. Is for now. Yeah. Yeah. So put out a cool. final episode. I don't even know what to do. I had considered just sending an email to my list, which is like 45 people and saying like, reply to this if you have any interest in the podcast at all. Mm-hmm. And if I got zero replies, then I definitely would end it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I even need to do that. I don't think, I think, go ahead and play with your tarot this mm-hmm. afternoon. And see what else, see what, uh, what, what layer that gives to this question. I will. Okay. I will. I feel lighter though. Oh, yeah, that's good. (laughs) So that's kind of an answer too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. All right. Next chapter. It's getting yes. really hard for me to make predictions about these chapters, by the way. Is it? I feel I feel like I'm blind. I mean, I am blindly in the dark on this. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like That's they're really... That's what makes it fun. I feel like they're really shallow. Like, there's not much to them. But <laughs> I put that... We'll find out who Count Dravor... I can't say it. Count Dravor... I don't know. I want to say, say it like I say Dravor in my head, but Dravor. I want to say like Dravor. Well, then <laughs> say it that rolls. way. I found that I posted a one of my posts on. Oh, no, I found today was about um, someone just telling you the correct pronunciation of a character's name in one of your favorite books, which is completely different to your <laughs> internal mental pronunciation, and it just breaks your heart. Yeah. So you say yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> okay. So I put we will find out who Count Javor is and what he wants with the group mm-hmm. of all of them. 
And I, I think it's going to end up being that this count isn't actually a threat. Like maybe initially, mm-hmm. but I think the threat is quickly going to pass as they get there and figure mm-hmm. out what's up with this count. Okay, cool. And I don't think, like... sorry. I'm just going to say it just, it, he's really similar to Count Dracula. I realize Count Dravor, Count Dracula. Just the name. In your head. <laughs> the name, not the character. I don't know who the character is, but just the name itself. Yeah. So it's yeah, Count yeah. Dra- Dracula Dravor. 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 Draver. Draver. <laughs> <laughs> That's just worse. No, it's not Draver. Okay. So, well, I just uh, want to let you know that I don't think that your predictions are shallow. I just think they are predictions of you know, like no idea, but this is what I think is going to happen. It's a prediction of a chapter. Yeah. I think you're doing really well. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. I, I didn't um, write any hashtags down. Me neither. What do we talk about? Um, mm. Silks changes. Oh, okay. Smooth. Ooh, oh, mind. smooth as silk. Oh, there you go. You've been coming up with the good ones recently. <laughs> I was on a streak for a while. You were. Usually you're the one, but that's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> it looks like, sorry, it looks like it says smooth ass. <laughs> smooth ass ilk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. funny. Um, oh, and also before we get in, like we're right at the end of the show now, guys. I just want to let you know that I've discovered a, uh, bug with my Firefox browser this afternoon. It's not cooperating with the anchor.fm site, which is where I publish um, the podcast. And it was giving me like a danger, danger, don't go here kind of warning. Mm. Something to do with us, the safety certificate. So there must be some sort of uh, like update glitch or they've mixed their dates up and they haven't updated. But when I look on so it's broken all of my links on the, on the, if I look at the website on Firefox, all the links in the um, website are, are like broken and it's giving yeah. danger messages. But when I look at the website on Google Chrome, there's no problem. So it's yeah, definitely Firefox. Yeah. So it's definitely a Firefox glitch. I'm just letting everyone know that it's safe. Promise I won't steal your credit card information. Just a heads up, guys. It's time to leave Firefox behind and go to Google Chrome. <gasps> my girlfriend, <laughs> my girlfriend would have your tongue for that. Really? Mm. I stopped using Firefox like ten years ago. Why? Because I didn't like it. Okay. And then Chrome. I mean, to me, Google is just—they're so smooth with everything yeah. they do. And it's also, a little bit creepy sometimes. My husband's best friend works at Google and he's like one of the, the up, up. He's like, sometimes when he speaks, I'm like, how do you even know all of this? Like, he knows everything. You can talk to him about any subject, except <laughs> probably what we talk about. He might not be there. <laughs> but anything else. And he'll just start spitting all the information at you. And it's like, <sighs> I don't understand how you do that. Wow. But anyways, he works at, at Google, and so we get some of, like, the behind information sometimes. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Pretty cool. But that Google, does... yeah, they're, they're really good, and I never have any issue. That's why I well, say. Well, I'm just having more and more glitches. I'm finding that I'm having more and more glitches with um, Firefox, and I'm not happy at all. So I did send a note to Anchor to say, look, there's this thing going on. might want to fix that. Um, yeah. And I just thought I'd let our listeners know too, in case you're a Firefox user and you're running into that problem. Promise, we're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. So yeah. So welcome to the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you want to talk about this episode specifically, maybe on Facebook or Instagram, where I haven't been for quite a while. Sorry about that. Please use the hashtag smooth as silk uh, to talk about this episode. Um, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Belgarian and Beyond. 
And our website is belgariadandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. And that's where you'll find the extended show notes and all the clickable things. So I do put um, links and stuff in the um, show notes that pop up on your pod feed. But if you want all the extras and stuff, go through to the website. Have a look. Yeah. And also, we're still waiting for some more reviews or ratings Come on, on, guys. on iTunes. You Come know, on, lovers. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really awesome just to have a couple more, even just a couple more uh, can make great. all the difference right now. So, because at the moment, the ones that are there say disappointing and I can't remember. Well, there's one good one and one, well, there's that, one says that says disappointing. You know, it was, you know, pretty good, kind of enjoys it. It's, you know, I want a kick ass one or one that says how amazing we are and just wonderful. I want that one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because we know that this isn't for everybody but we also know there is a group of people who will love this so That's if right. you're loving it tell other people go, why you love it yeah gotta go let us know okay and we'll read That's it out it. on the show yeah we'll read it out on the show and because you're with us from the beginning you'll probably get some extra bonuses along the way so oh yeah you know, we have plans to invite people on the show. If you're that kind of fan who loves geeking out and having really good, cool conversations, that's a thing that's coming up. That'd be so fun. <laughs> okay, I'm hot. I have the heater yeah. on and my jumper and now I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. Yep. We'll wrap it up. And we'll see so- you guys next week. See you, bye. Bye. So you got my photos last from last week. Yeah. I did. Thank you. I put the um, pirate fairy on the show notes. Did you see? I haven't looked now. Yeah, go and have a look yeah, on, the, on the website. It's there. You're there. Okay. <laughs>